0: Welcome to Nairobi Chapel, Mbakasi. We grow deep to reach wide. Like our friend say in Zulu, Sanibona. everyone. <laughs> I sincerely hope that we are all well. Karibuni sana. As usual, guys, this is Fred Alexander Oyola, the pastor here at Nairobi Chapel, Mbakasi. Thank you so much once again for choosing to listen in from wherever you are. And may the Almighty God speak to you today and bless you abundantly. Today, hey, we finished the series. The series of the month. Sorrow is better than laughter. But as usual, before we get into it, quick notices. Number one, we are on social media. Nairobi Chapel Mbakasi. We are on Instagram. We are on Facebook. We are on Twitter. So just type in our name. We are on Check out our bio link. We're using the Linktree app. On it, we have our weekly podcasts, we have our sermons, uh, we have our giving details, we have our food bank, we have our children's crafts, our devotions, and our communication line 074192715. That is just in case you need to talk to us, in case you have a testimony, a question, maybe you're reading the Bible with us in our daily Bible reading, which we are doing for the whole year of 2020. And so you have some questions from there. Let us know. Karibuni Turner, we started the series, like I said, a few moments ago. Um, sorrow is better than laughter this month with the topic of suffering. We talked about how we all understand the emotions of pain. We then talked about how we deal with the emotions in our lives, but then quickly looked at what Jesus said on the topic. We looked at how he reminds us in John sixteen thirty three. I love this verse, to be in peace, the peace of God, because... He overcame the world and all its troubles, and that the only way we are to counter the pain and suffering is to give them to no one else but Him. In the second week, we talked about perseverance. I love this topic. Not love to experience it, but I love the topic. Where we talked about the fact that it's through it that we learned, learned many things, like walking and even riding the bike. We persevere through the pain of riding the bike. We talked about the fact that at the base of perseverance is a heart that is struggling with self-control. That is a basic um, element under uh, most of um, perseverance. We then said that even when we embrace um, and not run from the frustration and suffering in our lives, especially that is clearly present in our world today, when we embrace that and embrace it in the Lord, When we do that, he blesses us with perseverance. It's a blessing, guys. It's a gift from the Heavenly Father. We talked about the fact that Jesus persevered. He endured the cross. I love that verse. And because he did, we can endure and persevere through anything life throws our way. Yeah, we can endure. Let me say that again. Anything life throws our way because he endured. The only thing that then matters is whether we have the faith that is in him or not. And that the measure of our faith is in direct correlation with the measure of perseverance in our lives. We finish by saying that perseverance is the building block or the training ground for our faith. And that to get this faith, we all have to ask the Lord to help those parts of us that have unbelief, those without the faith. And ask him as well to increase our faith in case it is weak. Last week we looked at character. So like, week one was eh, she was kibana. Week one was <laughs> suffering. La- second week was perseverance. Last week we looked at character, defining it as a set of beliefs that shows themselves through our choices and actions. We then looked at how character is built through the years and why the Bible strongly states that it is built through perseverance. We then stated that character that is purely developed from the world's standpoint, from the wanting to be like people's standpoint, or from reputation, will forever feed on our flesh. But that character that is developed in the realm of pleasing God will forever kill our flesh. Ah. We say that this must be done in obedience to what God has stated for us in his word and finished off the sermon by saying that reputation is but for time. A very short time, this time on earth. You may ha- you may have reputation all your life, but compared to eternity, ah, it is a very short time, because character is for eternity. Reputation is for time, character is for eternity. Choose, 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 and choose well. Today we finish the series off uh, by looking at the topic of hope. <laughs> Let's look at the Bible readings for the month. Ecclesiastes chapter seven. Verse 1 to 6, and I will read, A good name is better than fine perfume, and the day of death better than the day of birth. It is better to give, it is better to go at it, to give, to go to a house of mourning than to go to a house of feasting, for death is the destiny of everyone. The living should take this to heart. Frustration or sorrow is better than laughter, because a sad face is good for the heart. The heart of the wise is in the house of mourning, but the heart of fools is in the house of pleasure. It is better to hear the rebuke of a wise person than to listen to the song of fools. Like the crackling of thorns under the pot, so is the laughter of fools. This too is meaningless. Let's read Romans chapter 5, verse 1 to 5, which is the basis of what we've been talking about as well this month. has been given to us. Let us pray before we begin. Our dear Heavenly Father, speak to us as you've done throughout this month in the power of the Holy Spirit, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our one suffering Savior, and we all say, Amen. Ah, the earliest memories of my childhood, ay, 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 ay. Point to a time when the talk was all about what to be when we grew up. Hey, the options weren't like what we have on here now. Hey, nowadays it's DJ, musician, guitarist, painter, content creator. And, ah, it was the likes of doctor, huh? engineer, lawyer, president. I'm a president. Scientist. And I b- believe it or not, by the way, even teacher was there. This made our parents, even mine, really drive the academics agenda and the best performance made us have the hope to becoming what we wanted to when we grew up. A lack of seriousness in the academics was really shunned as it was seen as a hindrance to becoming what one wanted. Anything that was a hobby and not aligned with any of these hoped for future placements was abhorred and stopped. It was stopped. Why? At football like this. Hey boss, stop it. Let me ask a question. What did you want to become when you grew up? Yeah, you listen to you. Nobody, there's nobody. You, the person listening. Is it what you're doing right now? Like what you wanted to be when you were young? I just listened to someone who was saying at the age of eight, they knew exactly what they wanted to be and that's what they're doing. I bet you it's not very far from the options I had if you are my age. For those of you who were born the other day, I know your options are very different. I wanted to become a doctor, believe it or not, so bad until I saw in high school that I cringed when the teacher spoke about the body parts that I had to cut through without throwing up. Biology just destroyed my idea for being a doctor. It it broke it to pieces. I found out that my creative brain was in gear when it came to engaging with metal, though. And I found myself in university doing engineering and loving it with every fiber of my being, guys. Right in the middle of my engineering degree, though, I sensed the call of God over my life. Hey, and events resulted that cut short my engineering. That's how my love for metals just ended. My engineer's status hope was gone. I was devastated. I was crushed, ashamed. And for a time and a half, like they say in the book of Revelation, For many years, I knew, I never knew that, I never knew what was going to become of me. I thought, okay, now God has called me, now what do I do? Let me pause here and address those of us who, every once in a while, still have those I wish things stand out different moments. Those shoulder would a cooler, shoulder would a cooler, uh, crushing moments. I've come to learn that God is also in the business of, of comforting us through those moments as well. Never forget that. Never forget it. That's Jehovah. Last week we talked about the fact that the pain, sorrow, anguish, and suffering God allows in our lives gives birth to perseverance as a gift straight from him, and that this then Father forg- uh, gives us with character that, that is pleasing to him. This character is in line with that of his son, Jesus Christ, the savior of the world. John 3, 16, ah, we know this one, is the famed portion of scripture that most of us memorized in Sunday school. And it simply informs us that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. God saw a dying world in sin that was brought through Adam. And as a result, came up with a plan to simply save our eternity. God has always been in the eternal life business. He's really concerned with your here and now. But please note, hey, that in the very element of his eternal nature, his wish for all of us is based on an eternal perspective. This is why he had to come and save us. The job that Christ did on the cross never ended there. He now is reminding us that his desire for all of us is to see that his work on the cross has a hope attached to it, a hope that is like no other. In Paul's letter to the Ephesian church, he begins it with a powerful oration of the blessings found in the Lord. He then goes on to thank them, reminding them of what actually embodies the work of the cross. Look at what he tells them in verse 18. Ephesians 1, 18. I pray, this is Paul to the Ephesians, that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he, Jesus Christ, has called you. And, that's my addition, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. God saved us all to know that, number one, there is a hope. To which we are all called to. God has a future aligned for us that is secure in Him. It is unlike the false security and hope we all have in the things of this world. Our insurance on our things is very smart. Hey, very smart, by the way. And will save us a lot of money, but it will never give, never, never give a security in our future. A secure future of joy. That will never happen. It will never prevent bad things from happening. Our savings are fantastic and will cushion a rainy day here and there, but they will not ensure we have a bright and eventful eventful, uh, uh, financial and joyful future. It it will never ensure that. God gives us all a bright and secure future in him that is without sin and pain. Imagine that for a second. No sin, no pain. Hey, Hey, A future without death and sorrow a future that is beyond this world and into his. He has promised us all in Revelation 21 for one of my most favorite verses that he will wipe away every tear from our eyes. There will be no more death, no sorrow, no mourning, no crying, no pain, for the old order of things will have, in brackets, passed away. God is our sure insurance and savings against a future of pain and sorrow in this world. It's the sure promise that it doesn't end with the pain and sorrow. That there will be joy at the end of the pain here. That there will be tranquility at the end of all sorrow we have gone through here. Think about that. Number two, God's glorious inheritance to us begins with the deposit of his Holy Spirit in our heart. Which is then his powerful helper to all of us. Do you need help today? Do you need help this moment? If you have received the Lord in your heart, all you need to do is ask the Lord and the spirit of him that lives inside of you for help. He is your ever, ever ever-present help in times of need. He shows us God's love over us and directs us to the beauty of the Lord God. We see his beauty in his creation in the world and how it both shows and needs the Lord. We see his beauty in the life he has allowed us. We see his beauty in the things he has allowed away like the pain and sorrow and rejoice anyway because of the hope, number one, we have all had, we all have in him. And now number three, with all this knowledge in mind, we then have to do finally what the book of Philippians tells us to do. Philippians chapter 3 verse 13 and 14. We know this one. It's a famous one. We memorized it. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. This is Paul. But one thing I do, uh-huh, forgetting what is behind by bio and straining toward what is ahead. I press on. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward. In Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. We must let go of all our unrealized hopes. We must forge forward despite all our previous life disappointments, especially as concerns where we saw ourselves before the Lord. We must rejoice over the fact that our hope now is much better than in the childhood hope we had for our future. We must press on. Hmm. Sema press on. Hey, I can't hear you. Sema, hey, press on. <laughs> we press on because our hope now is much better. Our new hope is forever in and with the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. We are the apple of his eye, we are written in the palms of his hands. He knows the numbers of the hairs on our head, if we still have them. (laughs) He collects all our tears in his bottle. Hallelujah. He will never leave us nor forsake us. Nothing can ever separate us from his love. And he went ahead, all of us, to prepare a place for us once we are done with this world. What a blessed hope. Ay, 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 ay. My final question to you, our dear listener, is do you know and have this hope? Or do you only have a worldly hope in the things you've managed to set up for yourself or on yourself? What I normally call cast empty, and false hopes is that. Where is your hope beyond this world? Where is your hope beyond death? Where is your hope beyond yourself? Beyond your wife, beyond your children? You and your family, where is your hope today? Is your hope in your bank account or in your salary? Where is your hope? Is it in your job? Where is your hope for a bright tomorrow? What the Lord sent us to remind you this month is despite the sorrow that we are all feeling in one way or another, there is a beautiful and very sure blessed hope for our future and it is only in the Lord Jesus Christ. He allowed the sorrow in our lives to get our hearts to be calibrated right. He hopes that as the sorrow makes its way, makes its way to every corner of our souls, that we'll remember the hope of all tomorrow, Jesus Christ. Do you know him? Would you want to know him? It is as simple as acknowledging that you are a sinner and that you understand him to be the savior. And then confessing him to be this savior and finally asking him then to help you going forward. It's that simple. And that then invites you to the sure hope for tomorrow. The blessed hope. The hope of a future beyond this world of no sin and pain and sorrow. Know him. Know him today. Time is running out. I believe with all of my heart that COVID-19 is one of the last warning signs from the Lord before he comes. If you're already sorting out yourself, saying, ah, I have learnt my mistakes in the COVID season, and now when the Lord comes, or whether he doesn't, at least I'll be fine because now my account, my job is to make sure the account looks good. In the next 12 months. Yeah, that, that's really good. But I kid you know, brothers and sisters, the, the best thing you can do to your, for yourself, for your family, for your lineage, for the generations after you, is an inheritance from the Lord. Do you know Him? Know Him. Find Him. Because if you have Him in your heart, then your future is secure. Let's pray. Almighty God, in the glorious name of our one suffering Savior, we thank you today for your word. Thank you for reminding us that despite our portion of life, to always and forever remember that we have a blessed hope in you. Forgive us for the many times we have looked for the cast, empty, and absolutely false hope from everything else but you. Help us, most holy God, to find you and this blessed hope we so need, especially. In these last days, and as a result, forever please you. Jehovah, ah, help us, those of us who already have this blessed hope, to hold on through all the painful vicissitudes of life that you'll allow our way. But that are to build our perseverance, character, and the blessed hope in you. We thank you today, Jehovah, for your care of us. In Jesus' name we've prayed, believing, give me a final day of series. Amen. (laughs) Ah, guys, thank you so much for sitting through the series with us. It's been an amazing time. Like you've heard, um, I began by talking about a time when I had no hope. But because of the hope God called me into, now I have a hope a lovely hope, a beautiful, sure hope for my tomorrow. My kids have it, my wife has it, and in Jesus' name, our eternity is secure in the Lord. May your eternity be secure in the Lord. Let me close off the series with a benediction from Romans 12, 12, and 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. May you forever be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, patient in pain, patient in trouble, and patient in sorrow. And finally, may you be forever faithful in prayer. Till next week, please remember that it's only in Jesus that we get the blessed hope for all our tomorrow. Don't die in the sorrow God has allowed in your life.